The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. Yo, VIP, let's kick it. Oh, turn it off here. Finally, a song I know. All right, stop, collaborate, and listen. I sit back. Yeah, that's because, well, why am I playing this song? Good morning, everyone. You found Financial Food for Thought. You got Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell. Well, welcome to Inflation Nation, Carrie. Yeah. I mean, you can't turn on your computer without being inundated with headlines about how inflation is here. Right. Go to the grocery store. Or go to the grocery store, or the gas pump, right? Or turn on the TV, or any, or open a newspaper, right? And so we got the consumer price index came in at a six handle carry, right? Six point two. They say that's the highest since nineteen ninety. Okay. So now the question is, why am I playing this song? I don't know. This was the number one song in November of nineteen ninety. That's probably why I know the song. <laughs> but so ice, ice, baby. So the Democratic progressives ha- have got m- real problems right now with this inflation. You know, and Bernie Sanders is the least of them, right? Right. But President Biden, I, I don't know how much more he can have on his Thanksgiving plate, but he is now... He can barely handle a normal plate. He, you know, he is he has got to, to deal with this. After fresh data on Wednesday showed inflation rising at its fastest annual pace in three decades, President Joe Biden vowed to tackle the problem head on and assured Americans that companies are working round the clock to ease supply chain issues so that shelves will be stocked for the holidays. Yesterday, I spoke with the CEOs, personally spoke with the CEOs of the major retailers, Walmart, Target, and the leading freight movers, FedEx and UPS. They assured me that the shelves will be stocked in stores this holiday because... Does that give you a lot of peace of mind? No. That they assured him... I mean, I don't know everything I've read. They may assure President Biden, but everything I've read is like, do your Christmas shopping early. I don't know. I've been to stores and they're short stuff already, like even clothes, like for my son, like I, you know, trying to find a dress shirt. I had to order it online and have it shipped because there just wasn't anything available. There wasn't much in the stores. All right. Let's get back to Joe. Demand. Pull my finger. Inflation. Biden. They signed on a 24 seven as well. They signed on 24-7. And they okay. provide more avenues. They're getting more of their containers off the ports what? quicker than ever before. Speaking at the Port of Baltimore, Biden said his just-passed $1 trillion infrastructure bill would help unclog the nation's ports. Congestion sh- has been a major source of supply shortfall. Okay, I'm not sure how that works. How, I mean, the $1 billion, or the $1 trillion, whatever, $1 trillion, right? No, what, 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 did he, what did she just say? The one, the the, the, the one infrastructure package. It's five hundred fifty yeah. new billion spending. It's right. The whole, I guess, the whole thing is, yeah, the one trillion. But the, I don't. That's not like it's going to help the, the Christmas supply chain, right? I mean, the Christmas is here, All right? I mean, I'm getting I mean, don't emails look now. When's even, Black Friday? I, I don't mean, know. I keep getting emails about Black Friday specials now. Like, so is he saying stuff? that maybe it'll help next year's Christmas? Well, who cares Christmas? about next year's? Which have driven up prices. The Labor Department reported that U.S. consumer prices accelerated 6.2% in the last 12 months, marking the largest year-on-year jump since November 1990. 
The Biden administration has worked with the ports of Long Beach and Los Angeles to move goods around the clock, and new plans were announced Monday to relieve congestion at the port of Savannah. Okay. The White House I said guess. improvements at the Baltimore port, which can accommodate some of the largest container ships in the world, have helped alleviate congestion at other East Coast ports. Progress has already begun. All right. Well, I, I, I guess they better get that trillion printed out pretty quickly, Carrie, if it's going to help this year's Christmas supply yeah, chain issue. Yeah, I don't think so. I was going to say, I think they're late if it's this year's supply chain issue. Um, you know, so and, and this is the this is the progressive Democrats issues. Right. In other words, their whole thing on climate. Right. You know, which is a lot with the build back better, which they haven't gotten done yet. But and the gas prices. See, I, does America care it, when it really comes push to shove? Does Americans care more about what they're paying at the pump or more about how long the you, you know the, the climate's before we all die because of climate change? Paying at the pump. Um, you know, so so you had the beginning when the Biden administration. You know, they shut down the pipelines, right? They they, they oh that helped, right? Yeah, and. and I, they're going to get voter blowback. Mm, I think, let's hope. You know, people are angry. Um, and, and so now, so what does President Biden do? He says, well, OPEC should drill more. Well, so you don't want to drill more because it's dirty, but you want them to drill more so we can pay less of the gas pumps because, you know, if we pay more of the gas pumps, you guys are going to lose bigly in in the midterm elections. Um you know, the, 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 the Democrats, they floated that new 15 percent corporate minimum tax as part of t- to help pay for the build back better plan. Right. The green plan. Um, but here now we have the renewable energy groups, Carrie. They're the ones that right. make the things that they want the companies to buy. Right. To, to, to get more energy efficient. Right. Well, they're warning now the Biden administration that this could actually undermine their the, the, the climate goals. I love oh, that word, undermine. Do you undermine. know where the original world, word came from, Carrie? What? Undermine. Okay. No. From Ireland. Okay. So in the in the old days, when, old, old days, you know, we have all the castles over in Scotland and Ireland, and they were protected by large walls. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't, the, the attacking armies couldn't get through or over the walls. So they go under. So they started dealing, digging tunnels right underneath them and they would come up right up in the middle of the and 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 the existing castles they couldn't do anything about it right at that point um undermine great word um anyways so now that now there are several senate democrats that are saying hey well maybe we need an exemption for this 15 percent corporate minimum tax for these companies that are making these energy because there is something called the uh what it's it's the energy tax credit right and, mm-hmm. and and it's the idea that companies who buy these energy efficient you know spend expenditures get a tax break right but the corporate minimum tax would re, re, you know get rid of that mm-hmm. so now they're saying then these companies they're not going to buy any more of these right and so so that's a problem they got on their hands um, then they floated the billionaire wealth tax. Well, that came down, you know, in, in flames, right? Um, it, it even had Nancy Pelosi, you know, saying that she was overheard as saying that was really nothing more than a, you know, a publicity stunt. You know, there, there, there. You know, there was a there was going to be a huge court case issue about that. The Supreme Court would have had had to settle that, you know, because it's the Sixteenth Amendment, you know, that says he can tax income, not wealth. You know, so, uh, so I don't know. If they're going to have a, they got a lot to do. And and the other problem too is wage growth. So wage growth is not keeping up with inflation. With the inflation, and that is going to be a problem um, for the Democrats. So we'll see. But I'm not here to just complain about inflation, or you should maybe not just be at home complaining about inflation right what we're really here to talk about is is the threat of inflation which you may now believe is more real mm-hmm. than what it was six 12 months ago does it materially affect your financial future so in other words does it materially reduce the longevity of your financial plan or for some people, does it change your retirement date? 
Does it change what you can spend in retirement or some of your financial plans? Are you going to even be okay? Right. So, so what can you do at home if you're concerned about, well, there's nearly nothing you can really do about inflation? No, just vote. The, the issue is, what can you do to say if there is, some, you know, this is one of those things that are a, a, an issue that's totally beyond your control. Now, you could say, well, Mark, I can control it to a, to a degree because I can stop spending money. Well, yeah, that's true. We've but always. Do you want to? Well, or do you need to? Right. One of you know both those questions are appropriate. And if you do, how much? That is, you know, that's where you know we can use today's financial models. Certainly, a lot better than thirty years ago in nineteen ninety, when we had this level of inflation. Um, we can get much better and much and, and get down and say, yeah, we can run these projections, plan A, plan B, plan C. And the same thing with the Federal Reserve is doing, right? And, and, and here's the point. <laughs> no one's even listening to the Federal Reserve anymore or the central bankers. Jerome Powell, we, we don't even know if, if, if President Biden's going to you know, renominate him, right? See, this is beyond now. Inflation nation, carry. it's beyond the central bankers. Right. This is a political football. This is smack right back. It's a political debate right now. Mm-hmm. It, and, and really, the, the midterm elections next year, and even you could say the, the White House in 2024, it is, it is on now. Mm-hmm. The game is on now because this is now political. And part of that may be the, you know, President Biden's political decision of whether to keep Jerome Powell for another term or replace him, Right. But we'll see. So this is now political and it's going to come down to that. And if the if if President Biden and the Democrats and, you know, what can they do? Well, I guess they can start releasing the reserves of oil. Right. I don't mm-hmm. think they're going to turn the you know the pipelines back on because that's totally against their climate agenda. Right. And they're just maybe they're just keeping their fingers crossed and saying, well, hopefully this subsides a year from now. What if it doesn't? So if you're sitting at home saying, you know, what if it doesn't subside? How do I know whether or not I'm going to be okay? Meaning, can I still retire next year if that was your plan? Or if you're already in retirement, can you still take that, you know, trip to Hawaii? Or can you still help with your grandchildren's college education? Or can you still redo your kitchen? Or perhaps buy a vacation home. You know, any of these golden year lifestyles that Mm -hmm. you thought you were going to have. And maybe it's even more severe than that. Can I afford health care costs? Because I, you know, for some people, especially if you do have medical costs, sometimes it's not about discretionary. It's about, can I just cover my expenses that I absolutely have to? Right. So you really have to say it's, it's it's that... concept, Carrie, that we talk a lot about on this show is that people today, we think that too many people today, they're making financial decisions in the short term without having any way to measure the long-term effect. Mm-hmm. And we're saying that's a knee-jerk reaction or that's a that's a freezing up in fear, just canceling your Hawaii trip, right? Um, as opposed to saying, no, what we really want to do with financial planning is model that and say, yeah, plan A is what if we have normal inflation that we've experienced? Case B, Mm -hmm. maybe what if we have high inflation for the rest of our lives? That then you're modeling that and saying, okay, now how much can I do? And we can use shortcuts. You know, if, if for our clients, we spend a lot of time breaking down expenses. Mm-hmm. But we, you can, if you're doing this at home, you can shortcut that. And that right. I'll try to do today, Carrie, you know, using our, you know, the old favorite, the 4% rule. Right. And some people so, come in and they don't want that detail as much or they don't keep it. They just want an idea using that 4% rule. But I think sometimes people do nothing. They just worry because they don't have a way to know one, are they really going to be okay? And if you're not, how do you adjust? And I think that's the value of financial planning and long range um, looking at the future and also incorporating 
you know, planning strategies to say, how do I create the income tax efficiently? Because maybe your plan was just to default to minimum required distribution, or you aren't sure how to create the income once wages end. Well, if you use strategies and you can minimize taxes and watch different thresholds, whether it's the capital gains, the Medicare B premiums, those are planning tools that actually help put save you money and give you more net benefit from your dollars instead of and um instead of you you know remarking it for the government and we see too many people time and time again miss opportunities and you're listening to financial food for thought this morning on 1420 a.m we're here every saturday between 9 and 10 and we're a financial educational talk program and we are sponsored by the estate planning team the estate planning team is a fee-based, afford, affordable fee-based fiduciary planning firm that's been around Cleveland for more than 35 years. And we help people solve problems, save money, use the opportunities in the complicated tax code. And we are traditional financial planners, number crunchers, whether it's building that long-term financial model, analyzing pension elections, timing of Social Security, IRA distribution, or if you're working... You know, sometimes people get a company plan 401k and then they get news there's a Roth 401k and they shift all of it um, into the Roth. Well, usually it's how much over what time frame. Usually maybe you want to put so much into the traditional, so much in the Roth. It's looking at all these things so that you're creating more benefit for yourself and understanding how short-term decisions impact the long-term effect. And we offer a free consultation for anyone who wants to come in and see how our process is different. Um, We are not investment advisors. We believe um, or we work with our clients, existing investment advisors, or in many cases, the client's the investment person and handles it on their own. And we're fine with that because that's not what we do. We do look at your assets in terms of risk growth and tax efficiency. And like our plans are customized, if you're someone who has a good handle on the long-term plan that needs help maybe with a little bit of issues, we have both hourly and comprehensive planning. If you don't need that model, maybe you need analyzing to say if it's a good choice on what I'm doing. A lot of times that's a pension election. We still Mm -hmm. have many clients come to us because they're trying to understand the different ways how you analyze whether you should take the lump sum mm-hmm. distribution or the 100% survivorship or the mm-hmm. 50% survivorship could be social security right income timing you know we that could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars if you make the wrong social security election mm-hmm. and a lot of that is a lot of people don't don't really have never seen a professional mm-hmm. social security calculator before they they may have done something quickly on the do it yourself internet right but do i diy i but right. That's really not the professional ones. You know, all, our, all the professionals now, we all have very professional software that really can play a lot of different what if scenarios to really, so you can understand that difference it of whether cl- it calculates the benefit by one month. By monthly, right? Because a couple, sometimes it's 68 and six months, and the other spouse age 70. It just depends on the variables that you're using. But having that software allows you to do all those different calculations. It could be, which we're in the, throws of right now IRA or company plan distribution planning and Roth conversion analysis and right RMDs are back this right, year don't and, forget that and maxing out the zero bracket or understanding are you going to max out the 10% the 12% are you headed for a higher tax bracket in the in the future so do you want to take advantage of those opportunities or do you even know where your tax picture is headed um, and that's what um, the value of planning and through objective unbiased analysis which is what we do um, you can call for a free consultation. Again, we do those by phone or in person. We're scheduling now through the end of the year, and I actually have people scheduled in January, a couple. So if you want to just go ahead out and get on the January schedule, you can do that as well. Our home office is in Middleburg Heights. You can call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090. Or visit financialfoodforthought.com. You can email through the website. We have incentives if you come in for a consultation. You can sign up for the newsletter, which we will have if we get Medicare 
B rates coming out, if we get the tax threshold, which I hopefully will have soon. Right, the and IRMA if, adjustments. If there's tax law changes, you know, we do a nice little summary that blasts out. So if you want just good, easy to understand information, you can sign up for the newsletter. And also you'll get posted on classes and other helpful information. And that's financialfoodforthought.com. All right, listen to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. Carrie, and, and I'm going to touch on some of those tax law updates that we've got here. Now, we're getting them all. They're all coming out in the last week or so. A lot of the new 2022 tax changes, the tax rate tables and things like that are now being published. Now, I don't obviously have time to go through all of them, but I did want to touch on some today, Carrie, before we talk about how you adjust the 4% rule if you believe inflation is going to be higher in the future than it's been, you know, in recent history. Before we do that, I want to just touch on some of these. And these are the ones, Carrie, that we're mostly working with our clients, the ones they're concerned about. Right. You know, the ones when we're always saying you need to look for opportunities in a very complicated tax code, right? And, of course, this does not (laughs) have anything to do with any new progressive tax changes that may happen if the Democrats are successful in passing the infrastructure to, you know, the budget, you know, resolution, you know, they build back better plan. That's the one they have to pay for. You know, the first Mm -hmm. infrastructure one, they're just printing the money. They're not, we're not paying for, we're not, we're not paying. We're not, there's no tax changes for that one. All right. I'm going to start with the new estate tax. All right. So this is obviously for very high net worth clients, but it just again we, we you know we we everyone <laughs> across the board listens to our show. We know that. So what? So currently the federal state tax exemption is eleven point seven million. That is going up next year to twelve million sixty thousand. Okay. So if you're watching that, it is going up now with portability, meaning that couples get two of those exemptions. So and currently this year it's twenty three million four hundred thousand. Uh, next year it'll be twenty four million one hundred and twenty thousand. All right now, that is one that the Democrats really want to. You know, there's been lots of proposals to reduce that, and of course we know that under the current law, President, which would basically revert back to President Biden's twenty seventeen, you know, Jobs Act, is that these higher estate tax exemption thresholds expire at the end of 2025. So remember president Trump's tax plan doubled them, you know, that's how, and then added, you know, then the inflation has kicked it up a little bit. So keep that in mind that even without democratic making any changes to the estate tax under Biden's, or I'm sorry, under Trump's sunset provision, they don't have to do anything. It just sunsets. And, and, and now you could say, well, will the Republicans, have enough votes both in the House, the 60 votes in the Senate, and the White House in 2026 to extend them or make them permanent, I don't know. Um, the annual gift tax exclusion, carry. you know, we have a lot of clients who've been waiting for that to go up. You know, as you know, currently it's $15,000 a year. This is the amount that you could give any individual without incurring any gift tax consequences without having to file an annual gift tax returns and and start using your lifetime gift exclusion. So it's been 15,000 for a while, for about 5 years, Carrie, and and then and, but that's that's the recent history. And and the thing about here is that it it has an inflation factor, that's what, but it, it but the way they wrote that law is that it goes up in $1,000 increments. It doesn't go up in, you know, less than that at a time. So, for example, that's why it's been 13000 14000 15000 Next year, it's going to be 16000 So it was at 15000 for five years. It was at 14000 for six years. And it was at 13000 for five years. So that seems pretty consistent, Carrie. You know? mm-hmm. so, so if you're trying to project how much you could be giving away to your kids, grandkids, whoever, and you're saying for the rest of your life, you may want to use, you could maybe make a case scenario that, Every five years or so, the gift tax allowance is going up $1,000. The other one that we really spent a lot of our clients when we're playing the tax limbo game is the 0% long-term capital gains rates. Okay, 
Um, now, a lot of people don't even understand, you know, don't even know that there is a zero percent long-term capital gain rate. And by the way, that's also qualified dividend. So if you've got qualified dividends, that you also have the benefit of the zero long-term capital gain rate on your qualified dividends. So what's that for? So so currently, now this is based on your taxable income, Carrie. So sometimes we have to, you know, right. you know what it's based on taxable income. So currently, if you're single, that number is forty thousand four hundred. Married filing jointly, it's doubled, 80800 Okay, that's going up next year. So next year, you, you'll still you know, enjoy a 0% long-term capital gains rate if you can keep your taxable income, if you're single, under 41675 And if you're married filing jointly, 83350 so there's so that, and that we have a lot of people that are working towards that. That's their bogey. They're saying, Mark, how much cash flow can I create and stay under that 0% and get that 0% long-term capital gain rate? Now, all the tax brackets are going up. Now, the good news here is that the, the bracket creep, the brackets are going up a little bit higher than past years because we have this anomaly where we've had this inflation year over year. And so it's a, so is this helping here because they're keeping the tax rates the same. You know, the Democrats haven't changed those yet. Right. So it's the same tax rates, except that the, thre- the, the brackets are expanding, meaning you, you, theoretically you're, you're lowering tax. So for I'm not going to do all of them, Carrie. I'll do the 12% and the 22%. Okay. So the 12% bracket single currently tops out at 40,525. Okay. Uh, married filing jointly, 81,050. All right. Um, now, if that's going up to, yeah, so that, so the, the 12% next year for single is going from the 40,525 to 41,775. That's a bigger jump. Okay, and married filing jointly from 81,050 to 83,550. Now, if you're in the 22%, a lot of our clients are trying to keep under keep under that umbrella. Okay, so currently single, a 22% tops out at 86,375. That's going up to 89,075. Married filing jointly, the 22% bracket currently tops out at 172,750. That's going up to 178,150. Okay. How about the standard deduction? You know, so remember, part of that President Trump's 2017 act, it pretty much doubled, you know, the standard deduction. That's why 95% of Americans aren't even itemizing anymore, right? Because they can't get over standard deduction. All right. So for this year, single is 12,550. That's going up $400 next year to $12,950. Married filing jointly, $25,100 is the amount this year. That's going up $800 next year to $25,900. Now, if you're over age 65, okay, you get an additional amount. So currently that's $1,350. That's going up $50. Bucks. Next year it'll be $1,400. Okay, I'll do one more, Carrie, then I'll let you take a break. I'll, I'll okay. take a break and you can run some numbers here. But um, we also got the what the, the plan contribution limits, you know, mm-hmm. to IRAs and okay. 401ks. I'll just do IRAs and 401ks. And now, here's the, here's the thing. IRA contributions are not going up. Hmm. Nor that's have deliberate. they gone up in a long time. I was going to say, that's deliberate. And, and I've never heard anyone from the government explain that. Is that because they, I mean, they want people to pay more taxes? So the IRA contribution currently at 6000 and if you're over 50, you could do additional 1000 you know, 7000 No changes. Okay. All right. Um, stays the same. Now, the 401ks are going up. Okay. Well, that's weird. I, I know. That makes I, no sense. I don't know what the sense is. It's but the government. Again, we're not here to talk right. about the fairness, logic, or simplicity of our tax code. You know? and, and I don't blame the IRS. They don't set the rules. Congress does. All right. So the 401k, currently the contribution is 19500 And if you're over 50, again, you could do additional 6500 That gets you up to 26000 all right, um, with the catch-up. Now, next year, the 19500 is going up by 1000 mm-hmm. So it's up to 20500 The catch-up, the 6500 stays the same. 
you may, no rhyme or reason, right. but um, so next year, um, the most if you're over the fifty would be twenty seven thousand. Um, okay, the other one that I would just throw out here too is the Roth IRA contribution phase out. Okay, so we, a lot of our clients here are looking at that. Right, you know they still have earned income. They they may have they may be doing a four hundred one k so they can't do a tax deductible IRA anything but they say hey I've got I want to do my Roth IRA contribution and contributions is what you said conversions um, yeah. are a separate issue right. and everyone gets that confused right I'm talking about contributions you still have earned income so for example the phase out for this year if you're single begins at one hundred twenty five now this is modified adjusted gross income so again right. this isn't taxable income this is modified adjusted gross income. So the, for a single, the phase out begins at one hundred twenty-five thousand, and you're completely phased out at one hundred forty thousand. Okay. So next year, that's going up by four thousand dollars. So for next year, if you're single, you could do you know the phase out begins at one hundred twenty-nine thousand, and you're completely phased out at one hundred forty-four thousand. Now married filing jointly. Let's do those ones. Um, all right. So the current Roth IRA contribution phase out for married filing jointly. For this year, you know, 2021 begins at 198,000 and completely phases out at 208,000. Okay. Next year, again, going up um, to uh, 204,000, you know, it's up that and then, and then completely phased out at 214,000. So it's going up 6,000. All right. So that's one you were talking about year-end planning, and that is one that we also look at. Now, the, the, the advantage here is that if you're not sure if you are going to be under that threshold or not, the good thing is you, can, you have until April 15th to make your Roth IRA right. contribution. So it gives you the luxury of saying, I can wait and get my numbers at the end of the year, and if, I, if indeed I am under those thresholds, and it gives me the ability to do a Roth right. IRA contribution, then you can make a decision on that. If you know for sure you're going to be under it, well, you, you may you know, you might have already done that this year, in other words, because you wanted to get the money into the Roth quicker so you could get the tax-free growth quicker. Right. Um, so, okay. So, that, so, again, those are just some of the tax changes. The, these are the ones that we talk all our clients all about. Um, and, we'll, we'll, and we'll be, you know, you know, we'll we'll do some more maybe next in the next couple. But there of weeks are as huge well. opportunities possibly for people that we see them missing out. And remember, each tax year stands alone. So if you're looking at IRA distributions, company plan distributions, Roth conversions have to be done by December 31st. That means implemented and done versus contributions can be done for the 2021 tax year up until April 15th. That's where people get confused. Um, but if you come in for a free consultation that we offer, we run preliminary analysis. And one area I think people are always surprised at, if you follow minimum required distribution, how much money is uh, that you're um, estimated pay in taxes over that time or how much left in your IRA based on um, different growth rates. Um, and many people are missing opportunities, especially if you're retired and your um, your income's lower before minimum required distribution. And that's what we're doing for our clients. We have a client every year. She's not um, 72 yet and not subject. Every year for the last four years, we've been able to do a Roth conversion about $10,000 help um she her cash flow is fine she built up a cash reserve about 10,000 that she's converted to a um Roth each year all that's growing tax free and it's also lowering her minimum required distribution um which she's put quite a bit into a company plan over the years we have another client that's maxing out the zero bracket we've done this for the last 15 years for some years she can take out 6,000 depending on what's hitting their interest dividends capital gains this year, she took out, uh, I think, 11000 So because she was able to itemize. And looking at all of these things, um, and then if people are hiring, um, making a lot more money and subject to minimum, I mean, minimum can throw you over so many thresholds, multiple. Medicare B premiums, especially if you're single, it goes from the lowest to... 
uh, jumps about three, I think, is it three or four, if you're singled or married filing jointly on the Medicare Bs. Yeah. Premiums and, that and, people and, aren't even thinking about. And the Medicare D, too, if you're... If you, got you know, Medicare it's D's. a jump. It isn't like you go through, you don't get all the different tiers. You go from the first tier, and I think it skips three or four, and you go automatically to the higher tier. You're talking about married filing... Separately married or filing single separate. or single. Yeah, yeah. So, right, there's... There's like five tiers. Right. Um, and, yeah, there's a big penalty if you're married filing separately. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, currently for 2021, if you're married filing separately, the first tier, if you're under the 88000 it's one hundred and forty-eight fifty a month for Medicare right. B. If you're married filing separate, if you're over that 88000 separately, it jumps from the hundred forty eight fifty to four hundred seventy five twenty. Right. That 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 that's that's a real surprise to a lot of people because people say, "Well, I saved in taxes. Well, you paid way more. Yeah. I guess you need to understand the consequence on the Medicare side, right?" Was and a lot, and, and they say, "Well, why didn't my tax preparer tell me about that? He just said if I filed separately, I'd save right. some Ohio taxes." Well, because a lot of times we've learned over the years is that the CPAs and the tax repairs don't look at what you're paying for Medicare B and Medicare D premiums as a tax. Right. They're saying that's not my job. That's a, that's not taxes. I'm here to save you taxes. Right. That's a health insurance. I, I don't know what that right. is. Right. That's a separate issue. And then I did say single. I meant the married filing separately, yeah. not both, because yeah. single has a tier. But it's a hard threshold. If you're a dollar over you'll go to the next level. And that's not a tax, but it is an increase and it's more coming out of your out-of-pocket. So when you're looking at all these, it gets complicated, but we're trying to look at all these different variables and planning into the future with some known things to put people in a better position so that they're creating the income they need tax efficiently in the future. They're under the Medicare B thresholds when they can be. um, And too many people miss it. Right, and 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 again, we're there's a lot of our clients. We're waiting to see what the new Medicare threshold Irma adjustments are, because we, I just mentioned I threw out that eighty eight thousand. You know, for married jointly, it's one hundred seventy six thousand. That's modified adjusted gross income. You got to take your adjusted gross income and add back any tax exempt interest. But the idea, Carrie, is a lot of people are saying, well, isn't Mark, isn't that going to go up? Or we certainly know this. The experts are saying, yeah, that should be going up with inflation. Because normally you have inflation on those thresholds. But this year, again, because of the higher inflation, shouldn't they be up even higher? So where normally those thresholds may be going up a thousand a year or two thousand a year. We're thinking with the higher inflation in this relatively, you know, this rolling 12 months, that could be doubled that. That could be up to maybe $2,000 or $4,000 increases. So we have a lot of clients saying, I'm waiting because I'm trying to max that out. And if I could do an extra three or $4,000 Roth conversion and still stay under that threshold, I want to do that. Because if I can get that Roth conversion done and stay under that threshold, like you were saying before, that theoretically lowers your future required minimums. So perhaps you can re- remain under that threshold mm-hmm. in the future. So you're not being trapped by the required minimum distribution. Right. Um, all right, Carrie, so I was going to say, I forgot to say the numbers. I got excited okay. about all these. But um, if you come in for the free consultation, we'll run these preliminary numbers. Most people, you fill out a little worksheet. We actually run in some preliminary uh, information or um, some people are more comfortable um, just showing us an example case. It's definitely more meaningful. Um but we adjust to you. I mean, people learn a lot from those projections, and we can do that by phone or in person. Our number is 440-239-2090. Leave a message. We'll get back to you on Monday. That's 440-239-2090. Or you can visit financialfoodforthought.com. Oh, this is such a fun song. Well, I'm tricking you here, Gary. Okay. Because this isn't the 1990 Ice Ice Baby version. Well, it sure sounds like it. I don't know if, you know, the... You know, of course, that they he totally ripped that off, this song, Gary. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I know this song, too. I just can't think of it. Right. This is yeah, Under the Pressure. Mel- the melody by, was the same. By Queen, Freddie Mercury, and David Bowie. This is a great song, too. Now, this came out in 1981. Okay. 
And so, Carrie, do you know what the inflation was running in 1981 when this song came out? 8%? 10.32. Ouch. See, that was what was going on in the late 70s, 80s. You know, there was a time period, you know, Carter was on his way out and President Reagan was voted in in 1981. So do you think he was under pressure at all, staring at a 10.32% inflation? Now, a lot of baby boomers weren't really affected by that. Their parents sure were. Well, you think about mortgage rate. Well, you know, my dad and I were talking about mortgage rates. Like, he remembers, I forgot which house he was telling me, it was 12% in the eight. Like, his mortgage was 12%. Yeah. So, it's now, but back to the song. So, a lot of people wondered, was Freddie Mercury upset when he heard this song? Or when he heard Ice Ice yeah. Baby rip him off the song? Because Ice Ice Baby... Yeah, you know what was the guy's original name, Carrie? Vanilla Ice. Well, no, that that was his st- stage name. I forgot. Robert just... Van Winkle. Oh, really? Not Rip Van Winkle. Ro- ro- yeah, Robert Van Winkle. Oh, geez. Okay. I, and uh, yeah, Vanilla Ice is what was his stage name, and Ice Ice Baby was you know the song. But he never credited Freddie Mercury or David okay. Bowie for for it, and a lot of people were upset at that. I'm so. surprised they didn't sue. Well, so Phoebe Freestone, who was, who was um, she was a personal assistant to Freddie Mercury. She's writing now about the days, you know, that Freddie is now we've lost, obviously, and David Bowie we've lost, so they can't talk about it anymore. But she said she was with Mercury when he heard it for the first time. Okay. They were at breakfast. And when it came on, you know, she might have heard it before, but... She was watching his expression, and, and it, so she said that first he thought he it, it was his song coming right. on the radio, but then he he, he then you know he, this was her quote. He carried on eating his breakfast and suddenly stopped frowning. I thought there was a problem with his food, but he said no. She recalled he started listening intently and couldn't believe his ears. He was smiling when he said that he couldn't believe what he was hearing—a blatant ripoff. Right. Well, isn't like, what is that saying about uh, imitation is fl- or flattery or something about yeah. like is. So was I so. So are you worried that we're going to get ripped the off? 1990 <laughs> inflation rate, which is what we're seeing right now with a six handle? Or are you worried we're going back to 1981 inflation rates, which is double digit? Well, whatever you're worried about, we can model. Right. And I'm not going to model double-digit inflation. Right. Well, I can show you some numbers. Let's let's look at let's have a dozen eggs. So okay. I, I, I did some shopping last week, and, I, and it cost me $1.39 for a dozen eggs. What are you paying for a dozen eggs, Gary? Do you know? That sounds about right. Okay. Buck 50, I think. Right. Um, Unless I get them on sale. All which... right. So that we can use that as a uh, template or a, a you know barometer, I guess is a better word. Um, so now they said that nationally, the dozen eggs in 2020 cost a dollar forty-eight. Okay, they're saying in 2021 it's a dollar eighty-four. Okay, that's a twenty-four point three two percent increase. Mm-hmm. Ouch. Okay, there's a double-digit inflation. Right um, now, but if you think that we're the, it's going to stay at that level. When you compound that over decades, how much are eggs going to cost us? Right. So, you know, that's the issue, right? Um, so, if you, all right. So, if you say that I'm going to use 24% increase. So, and how many eggs, how many dozens do you buy? Do you buy a dozen every week, Carrie? I don't. I no. buy about every other week. About every other. So, let's say you're buying 26 dozen a year. Okay. Okay. Uh, so annually, you know, right now, so if it's, and let's, uh, let's see, how do I want to do this? So let's say it continues to go up. So if it goes up 24%, you're going to be spending about, currently about, you know, $39, $40 a year, right? Now, 10 years from now, if it stays at that rate, 
you'll be spending about $46, $47 a year. Okay. About $1.80. Okay. But you can see how compounded the numbers start going up from there. What about 20 years? That's still in your life expense security, mm-hmm. right? Oh. Okay. Now you're spending about uh, $57. Okay. Um, how about in 30 years? Okay. Now you're, now you're spending... Uh, about $69. Okay. All right. And and I don't know. It, it's it's going up. Um, oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Okay, no, I'm reading these numbers. That's why the numbers are on radio. Now, that's what, that would be if you use 2% inflation. Excuse me. That Those numbers were if you were using 2% inflation which is what a lot of people we were experiencing, right? So if you looked at, like, the price of a dozen eggs in 1960 was 57 cents. In 1970, it was 60 cents. 1980, it was 84 cents. 1990, it reached a dollar. In in 2000, it went down to about 91 cents. Then in 2010, it was about $1.47. 2020, it was $1.48. And then we're saying this this year it's $1.84. Here's the numbers. So the numbers I read. So if you if you're using your two percent inflation, yeah, it your dozen eggs costs in ten years a dollar eighty, in twenty years two twenty, in thirty years two sixty eight, in forty years three twenty seven. And you say, okay, I think my financial plan can deal with that. If I use twenty four percent inflation, if you think that the current rate of inflation is never going to subside. And it's here to stay. Okay, in 10 years, your dozen eggs cost $12.75. In 20 years, it costs $109.60. This is a dozen. In 30 years, it costs $941.99. In 40 years, your dozen eggs with 24% annual inflation would cost $8,095 a dozen. Hmm. That's why it's not realistic. So everybody knows. So so here's the idea what we're saying about inflation. And if you're if you're worried about it at home, see you we cannot ignore that yes, inflation happened this last year. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean the inflation rate that happened this last year is what it's going to be for the next 30 years. All right? Mm-hmm. Now it may be higher. We might not get back to where we were for the last 20 years, 2%. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean it's going to remain at 6% or 24%. So you, so what do you do at home? So, so what we're talking to our clients about is saying, next year, you've got to redo your base spending. You've got to go back and, and get those daily living expenses right. updated. You got to do your own numbers because you're mm-hmm. in Cleveland. You're not across the nation, right? So, like you said, we're not paying in Cleveland a dollar eighty four for a dozen eggs, right? Or paying or five dollars a gallon for a, gas, or paying seven something. I thought saw California one it was almost eight bucks a gallon. Yeah. So you know you do this for yourself, and and the idea. So, but you don't. You know, but here's where you're saying, okay, I want to then get a new base because the base might not be going back down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if the price of eggs will come much below the current price in the next 10 to 20 years. It might. It might mm-hmm. not. But it doesn't mean it's going to go up 24% every year. Right. All right. Um, so the idea is what we're going to be talking to our clients about is, you know, get update your numbers. Get a new base number. A lot of times we call that daily living expenses, right? Mm-hmm. And the idea is saying, okay, with the daily living expenses – but now, once you get the new number, start with that number, but now you, you change what you perhaps you were using in your previous plan for ongoing inflation. Mm-hmm. All right? That's what we're talking about. Um, so let's see if I have time to do one of these 4% rules. So as you know, Carrie, the 4% rule, Bill Benjamin's 4% rule, he used inflation was part of his calculation. Right. And he was using about three and a half percent. So, okay. you know, you know, in other words, let's say you had the million dollars 
and you know you're you're assuming a five percent rate of return on investments, and you want the plan to last thirty years, and you mm-hmm. want to spend the last dollar in the last day, so you want your million dollars to be spent by the thirtieth year. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you also that's not your only income in retirement. Let's say you've got Social Security. So in this case, I'm assuming that um, there's going to be you know, 24,000 for the primary social security, another spot, half spousal, 12,000. So let's say you've got, you know, 36,000 in social security, and then you've got your million dollars to provide, you know, based on Benjamin's 4% rule, you could take out 40,000, 4% in the first year. And then, you know, so your total, you're at a total budget of 76,000. You've got your 40,000, 4% rule and your 36,000 social security. Mm -hmm. And we know social security has got inflation factors. It's going to be the largest one. It's going to be 5.9% for next year. And Benjamin built in a cost of living increase inflation on the 4% rule. He used about three and a half percent. So in other words, in year two, you're not taking out 40,000. You're taking out three and a half percent more. You're taking out 41,400. And then by the time you're, uh, you know, let's say you start this at 65. So by the time you're 80, okay, now you're not taking out 40000 a year. You're taking 67000 out a year. Okay. That's what keeps your lifestyle going. And then when and you're 94 years old at the end of the 30th year, now you're taking out 108000 a year. And that's then, you know, moving that investment million dollars down to zero. All right. But here's the problem. Let's say you built your plan on the 76,000, but now because of this inflation we've had for the last year, it's 76,800 or 900. Right. You know, it's a little bit more than that. Okay, so you want to say, well Mark, I want to, you know, I want to I want to now um, and let's say um in in this case I was working on, they also had they weren't even, you know, they could spend the 76, but they're really expenses we're only coming to about 72, their daily living expenses right. and taxes. That was leaving about 4000 a year for fund money. Okay. Travel, hobbies, unexpected home improvement, stuff like that. So now we're saying, okay, so they wanted to keep that. They didn't want to give that up. Right. So now they really need to, under this inflationary, they need 80000 Okay. Not the seventy six. Right. Okay. So now we're saying, okay, so now... If I want eighty thousand, that means I, instead of forty thousand out in year in, starting now, I need forty four thousand out, and then my forty four thousand plus my thirty six thousand Social Security is getting me to my eighty. You with me, Carrie? Mm-hmm. Well, now that's a four point four percent withdrawal rate. It's no longer four, right? All right. So that means still keeping the five percent and keeping three and a half percent inflation. That means the plan's not lasting thirty years anymore. It's lasting about 27 years. Okay. Now you may still be okay with that, right? Right. Or uh, I was going to say the nice thing about this analysis, what if 3.5% inflation is too low for you? Okay. Now what if you say, well, I still want it going out 30 years. I, I believe in longevity. Well, then you have to adjust the expenses or, or inflation or growth rate. Growth rate. So you may want to go back to your investment advisor. By the way, how much, Mark, you know, let the robot tell me, what would my investment return have to be to keep the higher spending, keeping 3.5% inflation, but the idea that it's lasting 30 years? Now it's 5.62%. Okay. Now are you do have the appetite to take on that much risk. You know, you could go from there. So I'm running out of time here, but that now the other thing too is though, but what happens if you think, that inflation isn't going to be or is going to be higher than what Benjamin was using three and a half. So not only did you mark to market, get the higher expending. Well, that's what we'll pick up next week. And if we change that. Okay, get us out. All right. Call 440-239-2090 or visit financialfoodforthought.com. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.